Welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs, where I, Christine Blasdell, get to bring to you, the conscious entrepreneur, some master teachers in all realms of life, health, wealth, love, prosperity, abundance, and you name it. If it's about making your life better, we're going to be talking about it on the show. Stay tuned. It's going to be a great episode. Welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs. And I'm really excited about today's show. Um, It's something that I've been looking forward to for quite some time. My guests today, my guests today are Sam Mitchell and Gina Mitchell. And Sam is uh, not only uh, an incredible podcaster in his own right, he has a program called Autism Rocks and Rolls which can be found on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, all the major platforms. We're going to make sure that we have links within the show so that you can subscribe to Autism Rocks and Rolls. But uh, Sam is a high school senior who was diagnosed with autism at the age of four. And joining him today is his mom, his mom, mom, we say mom in Australia, uh, who is a promoter, number one fan of Sam, Gina Mitchell. And I want to thank you both, Sam and Gina, for joining me on the show today. Uh, thank you for having us. We're yep. happy to be here. Thank you for having us. Good to be here. Well, uh, Sam, I I have to tell you, I was I I was quite impressed. I was quite impressed with your show. Number one, I work with a lot of. I'm a coach. I'm a podcast coach, and I work with a lot of adults who are twice your age, uh, who don't have autism. And they've got lots of time and even money to spend on uh, creating a podcast. And you, my friend, have really rocked it with with autism, rocks and roll. Uh, tell me a little bit. How did you get interested in creating a podcast? Yeah, I got. It. So yeah, I'm Sam. By the way, I'm a senior at my local high school, and yes, I do run a podcast called Autism, Rocks and Rolls. And it's about autism, how it cope with daily struggles that you may or may not understand. How I got involved with it is I, I am at our school in Indiana. We have a big like national, not national, national hospitals called Riley, where sick kids go and possibly die or get better. And we are there dance marathons though, where you can jump, dance, shoot hoops, really um, do sumo suits. But our school had our first annual, and I see people bring down cameras and microphones. Now, when what are they doing? So I asked them, like, okay, what's the deal? Blah, blah, blah. Can I join? The advisor said, sure, join next year. Fast forward next year. That's where I found the podcasting. That's where I still do some episodes on my own school's podcast, Thundercast. And I decided after a while, because it eventually got stale for me. I still run it, but got stale. I want to add something to my agenda, keep myself a little more busy. So that's where I create Autism Rocks and Rolls. And when you say keeping yourself a little busy, I know because I'm a podcaster, I'm a podcast coach, I'm a radio producer, and I know all that's entailed in creating a podcast. It's not just plugging in a microphone um, and, and, you know, getting started, but you do, you do just about everything on your show, right? Yeah, I do interviews, behaviors, and some entertainment ones that are just for fun. 
Yeah, he he does. Like he does. Um, like we were talking before, he does the. He's the voice behind the microphone. Lots of the ideas come from him. And I have, I mean, I work behind the scenes. I do everything that you really don't see. Um, but, you know, I have lots of ideas. We have conversations about it, but ultimately he does it. He um, edits you. I, I do a lot of the following up and contacts and I maintain his website and things like that. But he's- Yeah, typically the editor, the editor would edit, but I'm like, uh-uh, you're not taking away my editing. He loves that part of it. You know, yeah, you know why? Because it's um, well, you're like a you're a producer in the making. You are definitely a producer if you like to listen and pay attention to details. And I know um, oh. with, with our we have a son that has autism, and it's very much the details, um, making sure that everything is is done correctly. So, um, but I I do I I applaud your your uh, your tenacity. Um, in becoming a podcaster and actually the show is done is doing really well it, right it's also on youtube so people can uh, find it on youtube but it's doing quite well right now yeah it's doing pretty good can't really complain about it and that's what 45 i think over at this point over four thousand downloads i'm getting 4k close, getting close to five thousand downloads so, well after uh, this you're gonna have more okay <laughs> we hope we hope we can't say for sure but we hope yeah, and, and I was speaking to you too, um, speaking to both of you before we started recording for the show. Um, I'm, I'm a bit of an intuitive and what I saw, I don't know when, I don't know when you'll have time for it there, Sam, but I did see a book and um, a book written for other uh, children and teens, especially on the spectrum. Um, just your perspective and, and, and your message and, and your message is actually really powerful and I and I wanted to reiterate that um, looking at your at your bio one of the things that your your one of your missions is to spread the information especially about you and children that are um, similar is that you're in your words I am not broken look at me do not ignore me because I have autism I am a functional member of society I can do what you do just a little differently can you, can you expand on that for our, our listeners and our viewers? Well, it kind of says it in there, but I'll try. <laughs> but um, it does mean that I'm not broken. I can do it my, I'm doing it my way or I'm not doing it, maybe, kind of issue. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to do it my way in a different way. I'm going to do it in a different path, take a different path, take path B instead of path A. And do you, um, one of the things too that you were saying that you wanted to do was to do more public speaking. Um, have you, have you spoken in public yet? Yeah, I just actually, once one of my events, I, in the, I'm also in JAG, which stands for Jobs for American Graduates in my school, it's GZU Job Skills. And I won the entrepreneurship plan and I got first place and I'm going to state and I won $300. Nice. Nice. Mom, mom, are you proud of that? Uh, well, um, how can we say this? What, <laughs> what, how do we celebrate after? So, well, I'll tell you what happened was um, from, from kind of from my perspective was he, he did enter this contest and his teacher, we have to give her shout outs, Miss Jamie Bellman at um, his school. That's, that's she, well, she helped. Hey, she helped him so much. 
and we, you know, did, he, we, I helped him with the presentation and he practiced, he practiced just to talk about his podcast, but it's also a business. I mean, he's turned it into, you know, he's like, a, he's, a, he's an entrepreneur. And so he, um, what was funny was he had to go virtually because of COVID, you know, everything's virtual now. He had to go before the judges um, and explain his, you know, explain his presentation. And um, he was, I, you know, I couldn't be in the room with him because he had to do it. Um, but I, I was so proud when I was listening to him talk and then we had to wait, ah, it was a few weeks. And then I, it was just last, it was this past Friday, he um, found out that he, he won in the entrepreneurship category um, out of several people. And he now, get, yeah, he now gets to go to state and potentially win, um, I think, what is it, $3,000? Uh -huh. $3, oh, that's nice. That'll be nice. <laughs> I, was, I, I teach and um, some of my fellow colleagues knew like what that, that was the day that we were gonna find out. And so when I got the text that he won, I just had, like I was by myself in my classroom because the kids weren't in yet and I had to tell somebody. And so I like, busted out of my classroom, like running down the hallway, like he did it, he won, he won, he won. And like anybody that would listen to me. How much people listen to you? <laughs> Lots, because they were like, we don't know who you're talking about, who won what? But we're happy but, for you, we're so happy yeah. for you. Well, and, and speaking of schools, um, Sam, your podcast is actually being used as a resource in in some schools. Can you talk about that? Sure. I know one. As far as that, I don't know um, a lot. I'll be honest with you. I mean, she may know more about that than I do. But I do know um, one of my uh, former teachers, uh, Mr. Ray, he was my um, geography teacher. And he had a move due to, uh, due to career circumstances. But he, he's now a resource um, teacher. And he is using my podcast as a, in his curriculum. I don't know what for, granted, but. And I've used it. I've used it in my classroom for two years in a row, and I'm getting ready to use it again. So um, it's definitely worthy, you know, of being in the classroom. Um, just to, if you're teaching point of view or if you're teaching, I mean, you could use it for anything, especially in a resource room, you know. Well, and especially, um, um, acceptance of others and just you know when I was I remember when I was actually my I think it was like my first year in high school one of the things that a teacher did and it was so brilliant was to offer us teenagers a perspective about being an elderly person and so we had things where in, if we had uh we, we all wore glasses, not like seeing eyeglasses. See, I can't see anything without them. But we all, we all put some glasses on and they, they were either like super strong or they would have like Vaseline on them or something. So you could hardly see out of them. We had to stuff our ears with cotton balls and put little stones, little rocks in our shoes. And, and it was, and everybody was like, what, what is this? And and the thing was, was that it was just sort of being in the shoes of someone else and understanding that maybe you might have to say, repeat something, right? Because somebody didn't hear. So I just thought that that was really interesting. And that's a great thing that you're doing with the podcast. Uh, I actually, I have, and I'm going to personally write this person. I am uh, good friends with Ed Asner, who's an actor in Los Angeles, and he has a autism organization 
Uh, it's called um, the, uh, I think it's Ed Asner's family, uh, families of autism organization. And what I'll do is I'll send him and the organization a link to your podcast, as well as your contact info. And quite possibly they could use that podcast and have you be a speaker. I don't know what will come of it, but I got a really good hit on that. Um, and at least for the very least, at least having the podcast as a resource, but I'll have them reach out to you if they can, because Ed, um, it's, I believe his son and his grandson um, have autism and he has donated his time, his effort. He's had charity functions to raise funds for um, resources for families with, yes. I know who that is. Like, I, what, what? And you probably saw some movies he played. And she might remember. No, I, I. Oh, you I remember think... Mary Tyler Moore show? He was on that. He was in Up. Remember that beautiful animated movie called Up? Yep. Yeah. That's one of my mom's favorites. He was the old man. Oh, I know who he is. Yes. Look, Sam. Is he the old man? Yes. We know who he is. Yeah. He's a yeah. love. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a dear. Yeah. He's an angel. So what I'll do though, I'll send that. I'll send, I'll send uh, this show, but I'll also send, I'll send the link to, um, to autism, autism rocks and rolls and all your contact info, because I just have a feeling it's a really good connection for you guys as well. Okay. Uh, we, so we, we want that. We really appreciate that. He wants to speak so badly and we've been trying to get you know, more gigs so that he can speak, but it's slow going. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a slow motion process. <laughs> well, we'll speed it up a little bit. Okay. And in there in Los Angeles, because the center has so many resources, they have camp that, um, well, when pre COVID they, they had um, actual camps for kids, but they have a lot of things there in the Southern California area. And because there's not a lot of resources, um, available or people don't know about them they're kind of like a hub for people all throughout the united states and globally as well so i'll make sure that i get in touch with them i'm sure they would love to to talk to you um i i wanted to get back to with with sam on something um i know that there are daily struggles for for you um with autism and just dealing with the world but maybe you can share some of those what would you say are some of the struggles that you have that maybe other teenagers that are your age don't have? Oh, that's easy. I can give you some of those. Um, I have anxiety really bad. That's kind of a typical teenager one, but mine's over the top bad. Um, social, like different types of anxiety, like social anxiety, anticipatory anxiety. Um, I don't, I have very bad sensitive issues. It's mainly to certain sounds. We're getting startled that I don't really I don't really like in startled. It kind of like makes me mad. <laughs> um, then let, let me ask you this: How many times have you put your foot in your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I do know that, that on the regular. Make, I, Sam, I'm a, to make that to count. Sam, I'm a put I'm a put my foot in my mouther from way back. <laughs> well, I've done that too many times. With my fingers to count. Um, <laughs> I don't do Plan Bs. I don't socialize the right, the way that society wants us to, and I don't think there should be a way. But anyway, um, I don't do daily change as well. I used to have really bad meltdowns, and I overanalyze. 
Oh, wow. You, you, you sound so much like our son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's so, what's so eloquent about it is even from a very young age, he was diagnosed at four. Um, um, even, go ahead. Even when he was very young, he was always able to communicate with me pretty well and say, this is how I'm feeling. And this is kind of what's happening. And, um, so that really helped you know, along the way, because I was able to kind of understand, um, not fully, but he's always been, been very expressive. Like he's always been able to express himself very well. <laughs> so, well, and, and the, the aspect of change I know is really difficult, um, with, with our son, if we tell him exactly what's going to, you know, this is what we're going to do. This is what, how you need to prepare. He's, he's okay with that. And we need to remind him because um, he's actually quite a bit in the moment, right? <laughs> Very much in the moment. But um, what I, what I find is that is, is so interesting um, with, with our son and, and might be the same with, with yours as well, uh, Gina, is his attention to detail. And he's able to see things and pick up things. This is another reason why um, I, I know that uh, children with autism have a little bit of anxiety uh, with social interaction because they can feel someone's intentions, right? And they're not into small talk. They're not going to just talk to you just, to, oh, shoot in the breeze. Uh, how are you doing? How's the day? It, that's not interesting to them. Uh, at all. That's why I talk at school. That's to me. I don't have the time for it, and to me, that's boring. Yes. Yeah. It's like yeah. Why? <laughs> Let, let's just talk about something else. I mean, granted, I I appreciate you asking. That's a good conversation start, but let's expand on it. Or if not, what's the point? Yes. Yeah. What's the point exactly? And um, Gina, you so you discovered um, that that Sam had autism at the age of four. Did did you? have inklings about that before he was properly he was diagnosed yeah yeah I um wasn't an expert by edit by any means I'm still not an expert on autism but um you know he I had a pretty rough pregnancy and you know a lot of women do so I don't know if that had anything to do with it or not but I was very very sick for about five months like get sick three or four times a day sick yep. I mean it was horrible and so um anyway he was born everything I had an emergency c-section so that was very traumatic on all of us and then um he was like had colic just he cried from the time he was born until he was like five. yeah I didn't come out willingly no no he and he cried and <laughs> cried and cried he didn't he was like two weeks late um but then as he he was kind of missing milestones he was not crawling and he ended up crawling and walking and pulling up and everything like right at once so there was not the spread out thing and then um we noticed you know he's very delayed in speech he, he talked but he said like 10 words when he was two and i knew that he should be saying more um and you know he got better as he got older but that was when we noticed like change if we tried to change something or we would like mess with his toys or he had something organized a certain way and we messed with it. It would be complete meltdowns. Um, we had to prep him for everything that we did. Like, okay, after school, after preschool today, we're going to Walmart. And if I didn't tell him, I, he had to know, you know, like what was, and he still. Well, and a trip to Walmart, you know, a trip to Walmart is, 
a trip to Walmart for like for anyone can be a little daunting, but I know someone with with special needs, especially all of the you know the noise and the people. Um, I think it part of it is the energy of, because we all have energy as human beings, right? Some of us are bigger and <laughs> you know more expressive, but uh, at a place like that, I know. Um, same thing with our son. It can be a little bit daunting, that whole process. So we try and also just go in, get the thing and get out. <laughs> That's what, I mean, well. That's what you there to do. Might as well do it. I can, I can even remember we were in there one time and, um, he, you know, he didn't like loud noises. He, well, he didn't like weird noises and spontaneous noises. And so one time the fire alarm went off at Walmart and it wasn't loud. It was just sporadic. He didn't know like when it was gonna go off. And I just remember having to leave like all the groceries and leave because yeah. he was so traumatized. I'm sorry about that still. It's oh, okay. honey. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten past that. <laughs> yes, well, that's good. That's good. Um, I knew, like I was pretty, I, I, I knew that that's probably what was going on. So we weren't shocked. Well, and, and as a parent, because this, this show is going to be listened to and watched on YouTube from um, parents of, of children with autism too. And, and so I'm, I'm hoping that you can also, for those people who, who, for those people who don't, don't have a child that's autistic, explain a little bit of some of your challenges, because I know there are so many challenges especially I, I don't know I'm I don't know if you're a single parent but my goodness um even if you have two parents there uh to to take care of things and to follow up and then there's medication and there's diet and all of that stuff but can you just talk about some of the challenges that you face um as a mom um along the road yeah I mean what I always said was the challenges changed with his age um you know like when he was five six seven you know there was so many tantrums and so not really tantrums and no and no shirts on meltdowns like he no, didn't, I'm serious he, yeah he didn't like a shirt to go over his head like very simple things that um you know some parents didn't even have to think about um but there were just challenges like that and then um just I I went through a phase where my husband and I, he does, his dad and I are married. And so, um, you know, I, he does have two parents in the home. And um, I just remember thinking, I, like, he needs to think this way. And I remember, like, when he was younger, before I really, before it kind of dawned on me, like, no, he doesn't need to think like I think. He can't, and he he can't think like society thinks. Like, why are we, why am I forcing him to do this? And it was just, that's kind of what I learned as years went on. Like, um, Sam doesn't wear blue jeans. Like, he hates blue jeans because of the way that they feel. No, it's because of, it's because of that stupid pocket on your butt. Yeah, he didn't like the butt pockets. And so it was just like that sensory the button, thing. I mean, the button on your, on your butt. Yeah, and his, button on your butt, little room there. when he was little, like it would be like the small, the sensory or the um, small motor skills. He just could not get his pants zipped up. And, and, and so I was, I, I remember just pushing that, like you need to wear blue jeans. And finally it dawned on me like, okay, why are we fighting about this? Like if he never wears a pair of blue jeans in his life, who cares? And I finally like 
went down that road of instead of Sam having to work to think like me, I need to work harder at looking at the world through his eyes. And that is advice that I would give to parents yeah. as they raise their children is like, especially someone who's on the spectrum, like don't make those expectations because you, they can't. Like, yeah. it's just not going to happen. And I have some advice to kind of go that maybe as a solution, if you, if they have to wear blue jeans, give them a substitution. Yeah. And I got some, like, like I, I have, I have a couple of examples. Like I don't wear blue jeans. I'm wearing like right now, I'm wearing a khakis. Uh, yeah, like with, like a, with like elastic waistband and it feels and, like jeans and it looks like jeans like he puts on a shirt and i mean who cares yeah and like, i got another example too i'm allergic to peanut butter as well i can't eat peanuts okay so okay. instead i just have soy butter yeah we've done lots of substitutions on the i can't eat reese's obviously because of the peanuts so i just have uh sun cups well and also there so there's textures as well i know there's textures with food um, there's certain things that are textures as food. And I find that also, um, with, especially with, with teenagers, um, and, and our teenager, he'll, tr he's able now more than when he was younger to try some things like for the longest time, he hated avocados, didn't like them, didn't, he didn't like the texture, didn't like the color. I don't know. And now he's like, you know what? I'm, I think I'm going to try um, I'm going to try this. This sounds like uh, something. So that willingness to try is actually so huge. It's such a huge move on their part where for us, it'd be just like, well, why not you just try it? <laughs> just go yeah, let's do it. Like I, that's that. Oh my gosh. And yeah. And I, I try, I mean, with younger ages, it's probably not going to happen. I'll be honest with you. I think it's less likely to happen because they're so stuck on their routine. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you that right now, I don't think it's happened. So if you're, if it's a parent that's young, good luck with that. But um, <laughs> if they're older, give it a shot. I think it's worth a shot. They're matured a little more. I think they're like, oh, I got, let's try this. I mean, the worst thing I say, I'm like, ew, no. And then I'm moving on with life. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I'm, I'm wondering, because also in, in the bio that I was reading on with you, Sam, is, um, Doing more public speaking, obviously, at schools and, and universities. Again, I also, I see a TEDx, um, that, that, I see a TEDx um, speaking event in your future as well. Probably. You did one. Did he apply? <laughs> I, did, I didn't just apply. I did them. I did. I did them. I did one. You did? Yep. Good. It's not out yet, but when needs to come out. I think it's coming oh out Oh my soon. gosh. Oh, that's so like That's fantastic. Bravo. Yeah. It's Bravo. about why autistic people need structure yes. in their life. As soon as it's as soon as um the TEDx in our in the town in Indiana, it's through in um it's Bloomington, Indiana, two hours south of Indianapolis. Um, they host, you know, TEDx and they asked him to do one and then he did it. And so they, they got all the licenses for it. So now we're just it's like two weeks. It can be released. So. Okay. So you <laughs> send me the link and we'll include it in the, in the show notes. Oh, definitely. I'll update it even as well. Yeah, um, we one of the struggles too, that you, that you had mentioned, and, and I don't know how much you faced uh, of this was though, was bullying. And I think any, any teenager has to deal with this. A, a lot of teenagers do anyway um middle school high school the dreaded bullies and it doesn't matter how different if you're different just because you're different if you're wearing glasses or you know 
you got blue eyes as, instead of green eyes. Who knows what the what the bullies want to pick on? But can you address that, Sam? Have you dealt with bullies of your own? Oh yeah, I dealt with bullies. I dealt with that. It's bothered me a pretty. It's probably used to bother me pretty bad, really bad, and I come home crying a lot, a lot of times. Um, and the, the times I had told her, it's, I think mama, mama bears came out, honestly, pretty bad, but a younger me, it bothered me. And I just want to like, why is it me? Why can't you go bully the guy to my left instead of, and it has to be me. But nowadays it doesn't bother me. It's like, you're, you're, you're wasting your time. You can't break me. you just don't, it's, you're being stupid. Well, and especially since, since, one of the one of the things too is the anxiety um, about being uh, pulled out or being focused on. I, I know, like you know, being ridiculed will affect anybody. It doesn't matter. You could be the strongest character, you know, around, but when you're being ridiculed or um, aspects of your body or you know your face or something is being pointed out, that can really hurt. Uh, someone's feelings tremendously, but it's also just having that attention, that d directed attention, especially negative directed yeah. attention, that can it, really bother you. I I can understand that. Yeah, not anymore. It doesn't anymore. It used to. If you have you what have you ever heard of um, Eminem's song uh, "Legacy"? Yes, yes. If you, if you hear the beginning, that's like that's me carrying, like used to carrying. Then you get to the end, like towards the end, and I think that in fact I'm doing for wire. It's awesome. Because if I wouldn't be able to blah, 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 then that's me saying, I don't give a, you know what, probably. Yeah, that's, well, he is, we have, even when the bullying was happening, because I, I knew, like, I don't think I, he's not told me everything because it probably wasn't a good idea that he did because I work in the same school system that he goes to. And um, I had addressed it, you know, a few times, but um, he, we've always taught him to embrace himself. Like, in, no matter what, like, he has been raised to respect everybody, no matter of an ability, a disability, gender, sexuality, race. it doesn't matter, race, like, everybody is allowed to live their life just like he's allowed to live his life, and he has always embraced him and that puzzle piece of autism. It's never yeah. in our house. It's never been, oh my God, like, you know, Sam has a dis. Yeah. And I will say at first, when he was very little, I, I, I went through this kind of, it was almost even kind of like a, a tantrum within myself. Like, why is this happening to me? Like I did everything right. And there was no paper that I signed that said, yes, I will do this. I will raise a child that, and so that was very short lived. And I finally was like, you know, you're being ridiculous. And we educated ourselves and never once treated it as a negative thing. Yeah. And I always, and go off that, I always say like, you don't have to like me. I don't think there's a lot, probably a lot of people who do like me. I mean, some people do, I'm not saying like the world hates me or anything, but I bet you there's some people that's people who probably don't give up probably you know what else about me but i do command you i do command respect i do do that i don't like don't, if you don't want to like me that's your problem but command respect that's not a you problem now that's an our problem and i always, I always say too you don't have to support me but you're gonna have to deal with it 
Do you know how proud that makes me of you, Sam, to hear you say that, though? That's that's so, like I said, kids in high school who don't have autism have a hard time saying that. And that's partly because you respect yourself and and you respect your mom and you respect your life's journey. Oh, yeah, family's part of my life. I don't care. I mean, I'm, I'm gruff. I'm always like joking around saying I'm a gruff person, but I know family's number one. Yeah. Wow. I am so happy that I, that I stumbled across you too, and that I was able to have you on the show today. Why don't, um, let us know how people can find out more. Sam, tell how people, tell us how people can find out more about your podcast show so they can subscribe. Sure. You can find me on Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, LinkedIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud and iHeartRadio. Yeah. And it's Autism Rocks and Rolls. And why don't you and throw my website www.autismrocksandrolls.com. There you that's go. A, that's like the hub. That's the, if you go to his website, there is a link to, he's gotten several sponsors within the last few months. Um, some, you know, we've got uh, Perfection Auto Glass. We have Wellspring Pain Solutions. We always like to give them kind of a shout out, but we have those. There is a link for sponsors. Um, he is booked ad space until like February of 2022. What? Which is awesome. It's <laughs> awesome. Like absolutely awesome. But we still are offering some kind of mini sponsorship shout outs and things like that. So, but check right. the, web, the website is the thing <laughs> to look at for sure. Well, that's wonderful. I'm going to check it out because I could, I could use, I, I, I don't mind being a sponsor on the show as well. I'll go check it out. That'd be great. So I'll make, I'll make sure that we have the links uh, um, in the show notes so people can click on it. And I do encourage everyone, um, if you have a member of your family that's autistic or not, you need to subscribe to this podcast show. You need to listen because what Sam is expressing, millions and millions of children don't have that ability. They don't have that platform. And you need to hear the perspective of our children today who are living with autism and thriving within that structure as well. So I want to thank you at both Sam and Gina Mitchell so much for being on the show. And I want to thank you wonderful listeners and viewers for tuning in today. If this has touched you and you think you want to share this information, please do share the video on YouTube. It's the easiest way to do it. And of course you could subscribe to the show, go to out of the box with Christine.com. All the subscription links are there. And if you want more information about me, it's christineblasdale.com. Until next time, as I always say, remember to think outside of that damn box. Bye for now.